0: Hello everyone and welcome to Anime News and Reviews Podcast. This is your host, Speedy, and with me today is sadly no Colton, but thankfully Blake. Greetings. Colton couldn't make it today, Um, unfortunately. We will miss him. Um, He'll be back next time. Just some personal things. Uh, I apologize if you hear any background noises, as my house has people in it. Such as my wife and one of my children Um, So yeah Last time we did a News episode Because I didn't want to Not keep up with the news We're in the fall season After all, new anime Heck yeah A lot of good ones If you haven't uh, Looked into it, you definitely should It's all on Crunchyroll and stuff Funimation's always putting stuff out Um, But yeah, last week we did A news episode And then the week before that We did a reaction to Evangelion 1.0 It is a four movie Series And today We will be continuing that review With 2.0 And hopefully 3.0 as well I'd like to get this review done in three episodes Oh yeah And we'll do 4.0 next time Which is just 3.0 plus 1.0 yeah, you uh, cannot advance yet you shall not pass uh, if you missed the news episode or if you realize you missed the Evangelion 1.0 episode all of our episodes are available where you find and listen to podcasts RSS Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Verbal uh, just search up anime news and reviews and you should find us Anything else you wanted to add, Blake?
1: No, I think that's actually it for me.
0: All right. Well, then let's... For the most part. Let's hopefully get through both of these movies, if not definitely one of them. Starting with Evangelion 2.0. You cannot... Nope, that's the next one. Whichever one this is. You cannot advance? Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cannot advance. The next one's something else. Yeah. All right, yeah. So uh, 2.0, you can
1: advance. Uh, so we just came off the heels of that tail end there where uh, Shinji had previously uh, rescued Ray from her downed Unit Zero um, by whipping out his giant mecha progressive knife, mecha friendly, and just kind of, you know, basically forcibly pulling out her entry plug just to see if she was alive because she was unresponsive after they just defeated the sixth angel. And then literally the scene is basically just meant to be a parallel to what we saw before in the first one with Gendo and Rey before in flashbacks, which we assume occurred before Shinji had ever made it to Nerve. And uh, him just kind of pulling the seal off after exiting his unit one and then kind of pulling out the seals and then checking her entry plug to see if she was okay. And she was. And She was holding Gendo's glasses. Uh, And then he just kind of tilts his head in there and is like, don't ever say things like farewell. Uh, And then... (laughs) And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't really know what to do. Yeah, I don't really know what to do in situations like this. And then, of course, he says, oh, you could smile. Or try smiling, or something, I was like, oh, man. Oh, man, if that were like in the heels of 2019, oh, man. Would have been canceled right there. Guarantee Yeah, I, I, uh,
0: I would say secondhand embarrass- embarrassment, but the character would have to be embarrassed by what he said. first. Right. So I guess it but was then just
1: instead she, Yeah, instead she just smiled, and I will say this. In the original series, when that scene plays out beat for beat, when she goes, to actually, like, she does the smile... The creepiest thing I've ever seen. I'm just going to be honest. That was the one part where the animations were just. It was bad. But then, no, no. And the new one, and this one, uh, the 1.0, they did a much better job of it. The smile felt a little more natural, didn't feel as creepy, and I, I appreciate it. See,
0: <laughs> just want to say the, that. The thing about that is. I think it's just the difference between 90s animation and modern animation. Yeah. Um, yeah. People love. 90s animation. It's hand drawn. Uh, no, it's, it's got what plenty people mind. grew up it's... with. It has, it has, yeah.
1: Um, it's like I've seen characters smile in cowboy beep up that looked a lot, you know. Yeah, um,
0: I'm just, I'm actually not the biggest fan of 90s animation.
1: I'm very picky it's... when it comes to my 90s anime. Like, it's got to yeah. be,
0: you know. Yeah, it's that. Uh, I don't have that same nostalgic feeling from it because.
1: I, 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 can I don't have, know why, I I think I can, it too, but I
0: just, uh, I never really,
1: uh, I guess I can appreciate <laughs> yeah. it because it kind of opened the floodgates for animation in the future. That's it's like, true. you know, this was kind of like a stepping stone to get to where we need to get in order to progress. So in that way I can appreciate it and it's and charm I'm
0: not saying it's bad. I'm just saying no, 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 no. I pr- yeah. much prefer modern animation and art to the nineties. All right, all right. Like yeah, some of the modern started. animation is th- some of the most beautiful stuff I've ever seen. Some of those One Piece episodes recently, movie oh, quality. Yeah. Don't
1: even get me started.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> I will never yeah, forget definitely. episode nine fifty seven. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was so ugh, most, one of the most beautiful episodes, and I can't wait yeah. for episode one thousand because I'm sure it'll be just as beautiful. Oh, as. As. Oh, I hope. Out November. If you watch oh, One Piece, uh, episode 1000 is in November. <laughs> one, <laughs> chapter 1000 the to start one the thousand. year. Chap- yeah, episode 1000 to end the year. Let's go. The yeah. first chapter of this year was chapter 1000. God. They started it. Also, volume 100 was released uh, a couple months ago. Jesus. So three, three milestones for One Piece. Anyway, not what this is yeah. about. Oh, I did want to say, though. Colton did say he's probably going to be starting One Piece soon, Blake.
1: I did. I did see that. So I, I was once like, you're oh done uh, catching
0: up with my hero, I think I have something else to add to your list. Oh boy! Reading it would be, go by a lot quicker.
1: Yeah, probably. I, <laughs> I think the story <laughs> feels better in the manga, personally. Oh yeah, and it because I don't know how much filler is in the anime compared to the manga i assume they tend to stick pretty straightforward
0: to the main stories no there's there's quite a it's a it's a weekly shonen series blake there's quite a bit of filler there is less than najito and bleach but there's still that's impressive bleach i don't know what was going on there not a lot though i uh, but it's not I had fun with
1: the Bakuto arc which was one of the filler arcs in Bleach but I think the one I actually enjoyed most if I had to pick one I enjoyed was the uh what was it the uh one with what's his name it's like the one where all those on Pakto have their own uh, yeah, physical yeah, yeah. forms I know what you're talking about. that one I enjoyed quite a bit I'm not sure if that's the same one as the Raiga
0: technically those on do have forms they're just so My bad. Manifestations. They
1: were these. Yeah, they had these more in-depth manifestations yeah, I of I, I, I spirits, saw it. personalities. Yeah. Um.
0: Anyway. Uh. Enough about shonen series. Yeah. Let's get to the <laughs> mecha series.
1: Yes. So 2.0 opens up. Uh. So we're basically we're inside. In the beginning. Of, yeah, we're at the beginning. We're inside of 2.0. We're uh. So the movie starts out. We're inside of Bethany Base, which is one of the I guess, pseudo-branches of Nerve. It's basically, it's one of their outposts, one of their centers, essentially, where some research is done. What kind of research, it's not exactly specified per se, but it's uh, referred to just as a Bethany base, which is, I guess, one of their bases over in... It's between Europe and Russia, but they refer to it as an Arctic base, so...
0: eh. More the North (laughs) area, probably.
1: Yeah, and it's basically where the... uh, I believe they say it's the third angel, but from what I saw, it looked like it was basically the skeleton of the third angel, which at the time was being researched on, and it was where the uh, provisional unit five was being stationed. Yeah. Um, And then I guess somehow the skeleton of the third angel managed to escape, (laughs) and so they had uh, one of their pilots who was luckily there to help them out in that situation, uh, Mari Illustrious Makanami. This is when we're first introduced to her as she's inside of her entry plug in the Provisional Unit 5, kind of humming or whatever and getting used to the controls. And apparently, because of this unit, it had parts that were attached to it and grafted onto it, but they were done so forcibly, and so her plug suit and everything else had to be adapted to that. So that's why it looks so weird and wonky compared to all the other AVA units. Anyway, so yeah, basically she activates the Provisional Unit 5 and starts piloting it in order to prevent the third angel from escaping and uh, it's worth mentioning that at this point in time she technically does work for some kind of a third party that's never really revealed to us but uh, yeah so she's doing that and then she ends up the angel ends up making
0: yeah
1: the angel third angel ends up basically making its way all the way essentially to like the actual surface level the final layer of the base, but making its way up instead of down into the base because it's trying to escape. And so it gets through that
0: final layer,
1: and it's like, you know, hey, finally a taste of freedom, and then, you know, 5's like, nah, JK, bro, sit down. <laughs> and it ends it to a wall or something. She tries to destroy its core, but then with using all the physical weapons available on the unit, even then it's not enough to actually pierce the Angel's core, but I don't believe it had an AT field, so that was kind of the one thing that was kind of going for her in that regard but basically it ends with uh, her essentially ejecting from the unit at the last moment as the AV unit decides to self-destruct which then ends up destroying the core of the third angel along with the AV unit and after looking look at the size of the explosion a part of me felt like it also possibly just like obliterated if not all of Bethany based and at least that top layer Yeah. And I was like oh my god how many people just died <laughs> As a result of that, or do I even want to know? But then, yeah, so her entry plug ends up landing in the ocean somewhere, not far off from the base. And uh, around that same time, it's when we're kind of later introduced at some point to Ryoji Kaji. And I believe he was also leaving the base at one point, or uh, maybe I'm misremembering, but. I kind of got the feeling that Mari and Ryoji were maybe possibly in on whatever that was together. So...
0: Yeah.
1: At least that was the vibe I got. That, anyway, so yeah, then, I did too. Yeah, so then the film, it jumps over to uh, Shinji and his perspective. And so now it's Shinji, he's talking to his dad, Gendo, they're visiting uh, Yui's grave, only we later find out it's actually... Not her actual grave, because there's not even a body in there, because there's technically no body to uh,
0: be found for reasons. Poor kid doesn't even remember her face.
1: Yeah. God. And his own dad basically destroyed everything there was to remember her by. And I'm like, bruh. So much as that would have been solved.
0: Yeah, his dad like destroyed everything.
1: Literally, this whole movie... Our series of movies—the entire plot would have been solved if the son and the dad just sat down and had an actual heart-to-heart conversation with one another. But, nah, nah.
0: Imagine having a father like him, man. Oh Christ! Imagine having a father. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Having a dad's one
1: thing, but having a dad like that—I, I don't know. At that point, I probably would consider maybe being better off fatherless if I had a. Dad, who was like Gendo Akari from Evangelion. That's fair. I don't know. Well, uh, show Tucker. <laughs> oh, right. <Christ.
0: laughs> don't ha.
1: get me started. We're not. We don't have time for that rant.
0: I still want that fusion hoss. God.
1: <laughs> I know you
0: do. <laughs> I want it so badly. Get it for me for my birthday.
1: I have it might on a uh, Nidorama. Actually, that's a site that has a lot of like anime themed T-shirts. It, my birthday's in a few feed. weeks. Get it for me. I I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> yeah. So um, they're visiting her grave, and then unfortunately, they're eventually forced to kind of leave from there because that's when the seventh angel decides to show up and start attacking stuff and civilization. I love
0: when that happens every other day. Yeah.
1: Well, apparently there's a set number based on the Dead Sea Scrolls that's like these pieces of parchment or possibly stone or whatever that basically just depicts the choices of what happens next because of all these impacts and stuff and yeah so seventh angel shows up and i have to say this was probably one of the more unique designs i saw for one of the angel creatures as a anime monster that i actually kind of enjoyed seeing that's fair Um, and yeah, so it's straight up just kind of blowing stuff up left and right. I think it was kind of taking out some warships that were in parts of the Red Sea or some of, yeah, and so that's going on. You got all these like cross-shaped explosions going on. And I believe this is right around the time that we're introduced to uh, Asuka and her unit two, which is a production model, if I'm not mistaken, as far as Evangelion units go. So um, it's like the first combat ready yeah. one essentially So it
0: it's, uh, comes as out. As Oscar says, it's the world's first real Evangelion. That's it.
1: Yeah. And so in this version of Evangelion, instead of the original NGE version, uh, where I believe he was just referred to just as Oscar Langley, so they added the Shikinami part of her name into this series for whatever reason. I'm not exactly sure. Because um, it used to just be Oscar Langley, and yeah. she was from Germany, and that was kind of well.
0: It. She's part Japanese too, so uh, yeah, that's that's fair. So, but I just gave her a full name this time. Yeah. Well, so yeah. So it, then maybe she German or something.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Well, so then she finally arrives in her unit to straight up doing one of the coolest entrances for an Evangelion pilot so far, um, coming out of this airship. Like a total bamf, like like somebody who knows the cheat codes, but not really, but hey. And so she, I think the first thing she does is, yeah, she's coming out of the airship, the dropship, whatever. And I think she had, it was like a specially designed, it was one of those Evangelion unit weapons. It's like a crossbow or something. And she finally gets one that kind of lands and sticks into the 7th Angel's AT field. And then she basically proceeds to do like a swan dive kick, (laughs) into the crossbow bolt which then basically just with the pressure of the Evangelion unit alone I'm not even sure if she's even using her own AT field at this point but basically just focuses all the pressure in the foot of this Evangelion unit into this crossbow bolt and then it just slowly you start to see it start to kind of crunch and crunch and make its way through the Angel's AT field and then eventually just pierces completely right through the Angel's core doing this swan dive kick all the way through its Body essentially and just ends up obliterating it. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was pretty awesome. And in
1: style, good. absolutely gorgeous. Just, was, uh,
0: yeah, I didn't mean pretty good. I meant, yeah,
1: one hell of an emergency airdrop. I will say it's true. And, uh, yeah, so then, uh, this is right around the time that, uh, Chief Inspector Ryoji Kaji is introduced to us. Uh, he shows up right around the same time as Asuka does, which I believe that is also technically canon for the NGE series as well, only if I'm remembering things right in the NGE series, I think Asuka's entrance in that one was just a little more neat and interesting to me, because I think it was like both Shinji and his Unit 1 and her and her Unit 2, and they're on like a bunch of aircraft carriers that are capable of somehow holding the weight of these Evangelion units and they're somehow even with their like battery plugs attached to them yeah but able to go underwater and do combat with an angel that's literally under the water in the middle of the ocean instead of this what we got with the seventh angel which so that was like the one time i thought that uh this one fell a little short compared to the original series but it was just like a brief moment that's all the animation like i said was it was absolutely beautiful
0: Yeah, they they did a good job with the animation in these Evangelion movies. I, I mean, the art is still pretty 90s, but the animation was very fluid. Uh,
1: it's gorgeous, absolutely. But uh, yeah, so Kaji, he kind of shows up alongside Unit 2 after being present for that whole fight earlier with Mari and her Unit 5 against the third angel. And he delivers a suitcase uh, to Gendo, at Nerve HQ in Japan, uh, Tokyo 3, and uh, the suitcase containing an object that's basically referred to in this version of events, it's referred to as the Key of Nebuchadnezzar, but I believe in the original NGE it was referred to as like the Embryo of Adam or Adam's Embryo, something like that. Yeah. Basically, it works as a similar plot device here. Um, if I remember correctly. I believe Nebuchadnezzar is also a name for like a series of rulers in one particular family
0: it's from way uh, back. Uh, name of the ship from the Matrix. Are oh, that funny? too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's that. <laughs> I don't know, I actually may have had a. Did I make a note of it? I really could have sworn I thought I had.
0: Make a note of what?
1: I thought I had made a note for, uh, K...Knezzar. Huh?
0: Plot twist. Do you remember what about... at all?
1: Uh, it was... Uh, it was,
0: yeah, something about a... Uh, let's see here. Nebuchadnezzar's key? Yes. Uh, let's see here. Okay, yes. Yeah,
1: so nebuchadnezzar uh, was a name of several kings from a uh, line of kings way back in the day, um, whom, or uh, essentially, all I got was it was during ancient times, and I guess one of these kings in this Nebuchadnezzar was a warrior king often described
0: as the greatest military leader of the Neo-Babylonian Empire he ruled from 605 to 562 BCE in the area around the Tigris and Euphrates Basin his leadership saw numerous military successes in the construction of building works such as the famous Ishtar Gate yeah that
1: it was all I have here is that uh, there was a line of several kings, and I guess one of them had invaded Jerusalem and actually managed to, I guess, exile, at least for a while, uh, the Jews Yes. Back then, uh, if I'm understanding that correctly. Nebuchadnezzar
0: is best known as the Babylonian king who destroyed Jerusalem in 526 B.C. Well, damn. Led away many Hebrews into captivity in Babylon, and then later returned to besiege Jerusalem again in five eighty six B. C. Oh damn! (laughs) Yeah, Uh, he destroyed it because he was fearful that the Egyptians would cut off the Babylonian trade routes to the eastern Mediterranean region.
1: Sounds like a really fun guy.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah. uh, So, as the movie progresses, uh, so Ryoji, um, he ends up essentially taking um, pretty much most of Shinji and a majority of his classmates to... It's essentially a field trip to this uh, research aquarium that's actually tasked with uh, resuscitating various ocean ecosystems that had been lost originally during the uh, second impact with the impacts themselves being responsible for uh, different uh, being responsible for different uh, let's just refer to them I guess at this point as purifications so the second impact uh, basically was meant to purify the oceans but it really just ended up polluting them essentially yeah. and so that's basically what they're doing here is trying to reverse that pollution and bring a lot of aquatic life back to the rest of the world like when you, you see the reactions for the first time when they see like a sea turtle and they're like oh my god this is incredible this is amazing I'm like that's actually kind of sad
0: <laughs> you know that reminds me of a show an anime going on right now do you know what I'm talking about a world where there's I, no more n- nature pretty much and there's one that person be, that's trying to bring back all of the creatures that once existed before well, would that, like that, be, fire force, that would be fire forest by chance <laughs> Yeah, would no, be yeah so a similar Which thing going on there <laughs> has some biblical ties as well as Evangelion because they both have some Evangelion ties. Yeah, uh, we'll see. That's interesting. Anyway, yeah. just
1: something I thought of. Uh, no, yeah, it's it's an interesting parallel, I, yeah. I'd say. Um, yeah, so not long after that, you know, they all kind of have a picnic and Shinji's kind of going on about how basically he had to learn to cook for everybody because Misato is just an awful chef and basically just buys like a bunch of Store-bought snacks and you know frozen meals that really aren't just gonna Cookies. do the trick most of the time for you. Yeah,
0: not, cooking's and not so, that hard. Just do it right, jeez Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: his cooking actually looked pretty damn good when he had that. Uh, what was it like a miso soup that he gave to Ray because she couldn't eat anything with meat in it?
0: I did. Like like, soup.
1: Actually looked it? really oh, good. It. was like, oh my god see i used to think the idea of tofu was like oh my god because you know team titans back in the day they always made it seem like that was an awful food choice they really did that to beast boy huh yeah and then i actually had it as an adult one day out of nowhere and i was like i didn't even know it was tofu until i looked at the menu and i was like oh yeah that was tofu i was
0: like wow that yeah tofu tastes like whatever it's cooked with so yeah it's actually really good
1: yeah, so the whole gang essentially gets a chance to kind of recuperate. You got uh, all of Shinji's friends, Kinsuke and Toji. And they're all just kind of chilling, socializing along with Asuka and Ray. And it's a nice moment for the characters. And then unfortunately they're later called back to duty because the 8th angel decides to show up. And so now you've got uh, Ray, Shinji, and Asuka all teaming up together, essentially for the first time.
0: How many angels are there in the- Evangelion?
1: I believe in this version there's only twelve, whereas in the original NGE there was a lot more.
0: In the okay, in the anime in the Neon Genesis seven Gellion anime there are about twenty angels.
1: Yes. And of uh, varying sizes, shapes, and just what they can do 12 versus angels
0: not angels.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Yeah, so unit one, unit zero and unit two all engaging in a three way fight to the finish essentially to stop the eighth angel and I believe it kind of ended essentially with uh, it had a rotating core and so the only way to get around this was for Shinji and Rei to find a way to kind of halt its advances but they only had so much time to do it for fear of one it breaking free but also them potentially running out of power and so finally Asuka I think she ended up getting on top of it and using her... I want to say she used her progressive knife or some kind of bladed weapon, and she ended up uh, essentially destroying its core. Yeah. That way, and then that essentially just destroyed the Angel, and then they once again were able to take all the Evangelion units back to Nerve HQ and fix them up after that. And so, yeah, they just had a nice little team-building exercise there, essentially. Uh, Unit 1 is considered critically damaged and Unit 0 loses the use of its arms, unfortunately. But uh, Zella and their members, they decided to declare that only Unit 1 need be repaired and that Unit 0 had essentially served its purpose by that point, just because of how costly and time-consuming it is to use and create new parts for Evangelion units that are damaged in the field. And, uh, later on, uh, Gindo and Fuyutsuki decide to go and visit the, um, Tabga base on the moon. Zell's so own little yeah. personal nerve base, um, to view their progress on their own mysterious Evangelion unit. They've been working on the Evangelion unit, Mark six. And, um, while they, are, they are denied access. So that's why you never see them actually land on the base. So they just kind of get like a brief tour of the base. I love tours. Um, yeah, nice little space tour. They're having the full-blown uh, Bezos experience, if you will. Bezos and Shatner experience. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, they're denied access, and they confirm that the Mark VI's construction is clearly it's different from the other Evangelion units that we've all seen up to this point. Um, and there's even like a moment where they briefly see uh, Kaoru Nagisa uh, sitting on one of its fingertips. Yeah. Uh, on the moon, they're like, "Oh my god!
0: Oh my god, who is that?
1: How are they able to breathe in space? This Star Man? Wars visions."
0: Is that Saitama? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I think I think he just held his breath, actually.
1: If I remember, that might have been it. Yeah. Which was still hilarious. But.
0: It's Saitama. The vacuum of space isn't going to do anything to him. Yeah. Anyway.
1: So I guess he's kind of referred to as, like, Zella's child or something. And I can't Because, once again, there's that whole designation of the children. I guess, like, Mari, who we were introduced to at the beginning of this movie, who's a brand new character to the series. I guess she's referred to as the fourth child, as far as her designation goes.
0: Who?
1: And then you've got... Uh, she was the one with the glasses who was oh, in the yeah, yeah. You know, 5 with the third angel at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Asuka who, I can't remember if she's the second child second, I believe. Yeah. And uh, Ray being the first child or at least the version of Ray that we have so far right now. And then Shinji being the third child. And Kaoru, I can't remember if he's considered the fifth child. Yes. Or... Yeah.
0: Okay, so Ray yeah. is the first child. Asuka is the second. Shinji is the third. Toji is the fourth
1: and Kaworu is the fifth. Okay, yeah. So, Toji... Okay, yeah, so his role has essentially been replaced to an extent by Mari in this series. Who? As the fourth child. Oh. Sorry, Mari Illustrious Makinami. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But yeah, so... Um, you to change that. It, yeah, yeah, it was an interesting change. I don't mind it. So... Uh,
0: Frankly, yeah. so I don't care all about any of the first three, so...
1: Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, now we're coming back down from the moon and their whole plotting that they've got going on up there while taking a neat little space tour back down to Earth. And uh, Shinji decides he's going to make an extra meal for Rei after she's kind of come up with this plan of essentially getting uh, Gendo and Shinji together for a dinner to hopefully reconcile, because I guess at this point now the bond between this version of Rei and Shinji has come to such an extent that I guess now she kind of wants to help Shinji out and see him succeed kind of like how he wants to see her thrive. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a nice little gesture and at the same time I think this is also around the time that we see this sort of crush developing between Asuka and Shinji. So it's kind of like a little love triangle going on there although it's a little harder to gauge. I kind of got the assumption that Ray had feelings for Shinji, but it wasn't like possibly in a romantic way. Completely, I think it was like a mostly like an emotional connection. Yeah. Whereas with Muska, um, it was both the uh, some of the emotional and the physical.
0: Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> Ray and Shinji. I don't know their relationship.
1: It's a weird.
0: I, it almost seems I sibling-like to me.
1: Yeah, because of Whereas the whole thing, him with and Ray, you know, Shinji. Is like, is,
0: more of a more of an actual like natural each other type yeah i don't say romance because of the way they act toward each other but
1: yeah well yeah because she's so like hostile but then it's like yeah she's she's always like embarrassed and when she is she it's always anger first
0: that's a tsundere
1: a mask the embarrassment i'm like ah good lord
0: yeah one of those.
1: They, I, it was nice to see them potentially get close, Asuka and Shinji, in this whole thing, and then to find out, or we find out later on, I was like, well, that's kind of a bummer.
0: Well, you know, you uh, see it for the rest of the movies too, more.
1: Ah, uh, yeah.
0: So, Especially in the like anime manga. Pretty cool. Yeah. Although the ending was a little weird. Uh, well, yeah so, this.
1: Yeah so this was the gesture that actually i guess inspired her to invite everyone over for a self cooked meal later on in the week with gendo and everybody inviting everyone over for it but also with the intention of Ray doing this to once again like before uh, get gendo and shinji to bond potentially and of course asuka assuming it's like oh so rei's doing oh, she must be in love with you or something and her kind of getting all jelly you know
0: uh-huh, tease, tease. And, yeah
1: And, uh, yeah, so meanwhile, uh, Mari, this is around the time that I guess while Shinji's in school, so he's on one of the rooftops of his school, I guess, for whatever reason. I can't remember if he was, like, eating a meal or something, like having a brief snack or a break, but, so he's up there on the roof, and then Mari, she ends up showing up in a parachute in her own sort of academy, you know, academic school attire uniform uh, arriving through Tokyo three by parachute uh, lands on top of Shinji. And it's a whole encounter. Uh, and she calls somebody on a, It looked like, it didn't quite look like it was a sat phone per se, but some kind of a phone. And she's calling once again, we don't know who, if it's like, uh, Kaji or if it's somebody else. Um, I know someone said that with Mari. They thought that her character, I guess I saw something where they said, I guess she was originally like considered to be half British. And half Japanese which yeah. I thought was interesting
0: well I mean if you look at the name Mari is just Japanese for Mary ah. so you know it makes sense um, fair enough hey it's a small encounter and she does the whole she like kind she of kind of cre- like she's British now, I'm looking at a picture again
1: uh, yeah yeah the academy and everything yeah that whole the dress and everything yeah yeah. So yeah, so she kind of like slowly creeps up on Shinji's back, and it's this whole... It's almost like, it honestly kind of reminded me of like Catwoman. It was the only thing I really had to compare it to, and kind of the way she interacts with the Batman character in the Arkham games, it's... Okay. That whole interaction, socially. Interesting. Because now she's like, she's literally got like her own breasts like against his back, and she's like, oh, you smell like LCL, you're interesting, or something. It's like, oh, hey, by the way, don't tell me about about this, okay? It's like, all right. <laughs> and then she just kind of ups and leaves, and then that's kind of the last we see of her for a while. Um, and then not too long after... Um, I believe this is around the time that we find out later on that um, Nerve's U.S. branch, actually... I believe this was... 2nd Division, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, NERV-02, or just 2, the uh, U.S. branch, the 2nd Division, located in uh, Nevada in the United States. So this is where Evangelion Unit 4 uh, was being built. And basically what ends up happening, uh, so we find out that the, I guess the engine or the core whatever was being used to power this thing... It was supposed to be a next gen test bed unit, that's what they refer to it as. And I guess basically what ended up happening during one of the activation tests of the Evangelion unit, uh, you straight up you only see it for a couple seconds, but it's the you just see this like large sort of explosion. And basically what ends up happening is within the explosion it essentially causes the entire base to disappear, along with everything in the surrounding radius for like I think the race itself was like 89 kilometers and this was so this was originally during a test for the installation of the experimental engine for the next gen test bed unit four and yeah straight up just obliterated i was like man and the body count continues
0: (laughs) can't stop won't stop
1: yeah and so uh This drives the U.S. government to decide to start sending some of their own Evangelion units to uh, Nerve HQ in Japan to test them out. And so what ends up happening is over in Massachusetts, United States. This is also the location of the first division of Nerve, Nerve 1, another one of their branches. So they decide to go and send over their Evangelion Unit 3, which was originally built there in Massachusetts. And they sent it to Tokyo 3. And then, in accordance with the Vatican Treaty by the IPEA, um, basically no country is allowed to have more than three active Evangelion units any one time. So they decided to essentially temporarily put Asuka's Evangelion Unit 2 into uh, basically like a temporary shutdown of access. And so they kind of seal it away temporarily in another storage space over in Japan somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically because of that vacuum tree, Japan, all other nations been to possess more. Yeah. So Unit Two sealed away. Ray, um, she's initially chosen to pilot the new Ava, but um, because of mounting tensions between the whole love triangle between uh Asuka and Ray, so originally Asuka was I think at one point making a attempting to make a meal for Shinji. Uh, over at Misato's place where she had been staying with them since her introduction in this movie once she made it to Japan yeah so she was staying with Misato and Shinji yeah. and so she's kind of interrupted by Misato It's like oh hey you're cooking is that for Shinji and then that's when she lets her in on all the tea about uh, Ray and Shinji and Ray's plan to mend their relationship by having a dinner and that everybody's invited and so Oscar being Oscar gets jealous. And essentially decides to take her place in the testing of this new Ava. So that way Ray can still host her dinner. um, And she ends up getting a rare thank you from Ray in the process. Yeah. And so... Where exactly did they test you? Okay. Yeah, here we go. So... uh. This is when we are introduced to Matsushiro. It's the Matsushiro Secondary Experiment Facility, located Matsushiro, Japan, near Tokyo-2. And it acts as a second research center where the first activation test of Unit-3 is set to occur. So now we've got Misato talking to Asuka saying, hey, you know, we appreciate you for doing this. Yep, blah, blah, blah. And Asuka's busy getting her plug suit on while talking to her from I can't... I want to say it was a phone, but also might have been like some kind of an intercom system in the elevator shaft that she was in. And uh, they just kind of have a conversation back and forth about attraction and stuff and how you know if you like somebody and all that and emotions that she's never really, I guess, felt before until that point. Yeah. Kind of just confiding in Misato. And so then she finally makes her way up to the entry plug and gets inside of Unit 3 and then this is when the activation test officially begins. However... Unbeknownst to apparently everybody, and I can't help but wonder if the second branch in Massachusetts, or sorry, not the the first branch in Massachusetts, if they actually happen to know that the ninth angel was inside of Evangelion Unit Three beforehand. I kind of can't help but wonder.
0: Kind of like it was planned.
1: It did feel like it was planned a little bit on the low. Which well, so that's actually something that so later on we see there's kind of like that blue gunk around the entry plug for evangeline unit three so that blue gunk itself is like the physical manifestation of the ninth angel so but yeah basically what ends up happening so she gets in the entry plug and then all of a sudden right as they start activating the controls you know everything goes wonky and she's like what the hell and it's assumed right then and there that basically we've lost Asuka forever she's been like the psychological space and all that what's going on inside the entry plug and being taken over by the angel and oh no, Asuka, no. And oh no. Turns out she hadn't died in the entry plug. She was now still very much in the entry plug. It was just the angel essentially taking over the entire Evangelion unit and all of its systems.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, yeah, because of that, there's also this explosion at the base which kind of temporarily stops people from interfering like Misato and I can't remember if Ritsuko, her scientist friend, was there with her or not. But, um, yeah, so, as Nerve's only functioning pilot, as well as Evangelion Unit Unit 1, Shinji is basically, at this point, sent back to Nerve, and is, once he's put into Unit 1, is ordered to destroy the Evangelion Unit, which is designated as the Ninth Angel, and he's like, well, wait a minute, that's an Evangelion Unit, that's an Ava. He's like, wait a minute, something's not right here. And you slowly start to see the horror. This is easily one of the creepiest and most disturbing scenes, I would argue, in the entire series. One of. That's fair. I remember this moment happening exactly in the original series as well, in NGE. And in NGE, so the kicker here is that in this scenario, instead of Asuka and Unit 3, it's actually Toji. One of Shinji's close friends. Who... Decides he he's inspired by Shinji, and after his sister recovers in the hospital and all that jazz, he decides, all right, well, I want to take a genuine stab at being an Evangelion unit pilot. And so, when the U.S. sends over that unit to be tested, he's like, I will gladly test that thing as a pilot because I guess his sync rates were decent. And so, Nerve was like, all right, yeah, sure, Toji, you're you're qualified enough. Let's let's test the Evangelion Evangelion unit out with you as the pilot. And so, yeah, in the NG series, they chose Oscar. They, it was Toji, and it was the same sense of dread, regardless, because you, as the audience, you knew as the viewer who was inside of the Evangelion unit, but poor Shinji didn't know. Yeah, and it straight up ends pretty much the same way both times, and hands down, one of the most fucked up things I've seen in just ever. So, he's literally, you just see the horror on his face as the music starts getting quiet, and there's that, like, tense piano keys tapping. I'm like, oh, no. Does he not know? And then you just hear him ask that dreaded question. Where's, like, Asuka? Or, what's Asuka up to? What's going on? Yeah. And then later, he starts putting two and two together slowly. He's like, oh, my God, Asuka's realize. inside of that unit. Yeah. And he decides originally not to do it. He's not going to fight her, he's not going to try to kill her, he's not going to try to destroy the Evangelion, you know, while Asuka's still inside of it. He absolutely refuses to. And this is when we find out that, um... Basically, Gindo, being the dick that he is, decided to go ahead with the uh, dummy plug system, which essentially overrides all Evangelion pilot controls to the unit, to the dummy plug. So it's basically like an NPC that takes over your video game, only it's a really smart NPC that knows exactly what it's doing. And so, yeah, suddenly Shinji loses all controls of the Evangelion unit, and he basically is forced to watch as he essentially beats the ever-living shit out of Evangelion Unit 3 and, in the process, Asuka as well, and basically ends up completely obliterating the entire unit... And then ends up pulling out the entry plug with the Evangelion unit's own mouth, Unit 1's own mouth, with Asuka still inside of it. And then the teeth crunch down on the entry plug, and you think, Jesus Christ, they just kill a kid? Essentially. Yeah. And you just hear him his wails and his screams as he's freaking out, like, oh my god, I just unintentionally, inadvertently killed... Someone who was, if wasn't your friend at that point, was slowly becoming your friend, or even potentially more than that. And I was like,
0: "He cares about
1: her." Jesus he fucking Christ! This shit's <laughs> dark.
0: Father of the it, Earth. It.
1: it yeah, I swear to God. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at, long after this. Decisions. Yeah.
1: Well, so here's the thing that I couldn't figure out. So he become so disgust, uh, disgusted with his father's actions, rightfully so, but then I'm like, okay, well, wait a minute. So, does the dummy plug have a set amount of time that it's allowed to stay active before it relinquishes controls back to the original Evangelion unit pilot?
0: It seemed like that's how it worked. Because like, they were, they it's later we see him left.
1: Oh, yeah, because then we literally see him straight up assaulting Nerve HQ not long after that, where he's in the geo front, trying to Break the shit out of that entire base. <laughs> so
0: the way it worked, essentially, I, uh, the way it worked was when they switched to the dummy system, it had a set amount of time that it could work, and then oh, okay,
1: okay, uh, yeah. Once that so time, time, out, time it
0: went back to Shinji, and then he mentioned yeah, okay. how much time he mentioned the time uh, again, but I think that was just the for the unit itself to be able to be on. Yeah whereas he had control that time but yeah the dummy system had a certain amount of time it could be in control then it went back to Shinji
1: so yeah so he ends up going on this personal uh, tirade tries to assault Nerve HQ and unfortunately I'm pretty sure he ended up running out of like battery power at that point and then that was when it kind of shut down on him and then he was essentially after his tirade and trying to essentially just beat the shit out of his own dad which is all I think he really wanted to do uh, and failing to. Uh, so after that, he's essentially forcibly taken out of the entry plug. And they essentially are like, all right, well, we can't afford this. And he's like, well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and uh, just quit nerve and just stop being an Evangelion Unit pilot altogether. And after that, I can't say I really blame him, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Because uh, at this point, he still thinks that Asuka is dead. Uh, but later on, it's actually revealed that she is alive. She did survive all of that fucked-up shit that we just saw.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: However, she is extremely, like, badly wounded, and so she's kind of placed in this special quarantine zone. With I think they even had some, like, potential, like, angelic glyphs, like hex ceiling glyphs, that were used to kind of, like, keep her in place and make sure her mental state hadn't been contaminated by any of the angels, and that her body hadn't been essentially polluted or taken over by an angel and so that's why she's kind of there and so her eye because of what happened
0: yeah
1: with the fight is kind of damaged permanently so that's why she ends up having the eye patch later on
0: hard no, i'm a pirate
1: yeah I'm honestly
0: pirate. <laughs> so anytime i see my patch i can only think of a pirate
1: yes So, I think it was around this point that Shinji ends up officially just, like, saying his goodbyes to everybody that he could, and then he ends up boarding a train, leaving the city, and of course this is right as the Tenth Angel decides to show up and attack.
0: Bum bum bum.
1: So now, Unit One is refusing to accept the dummy system outright, which, that's hysterical.
0: That sounds like a stupid idea.
1: And then this is right around the time that uh, Mari decides to show up again, and she's able to somehow hijack Unit O2, and I think someone said they believe this was because of, like, the IPEA and Mari and her being a thir- relation to some kind of third party, and that maybe that was one of them, and that they have the power to, like, relinquish control of an Evangelion unit over to a pilot because they somehow have the power to do that. Once again, it's not exactly explained. But yeah. basically, so Mari, she shows up, and she's able to gain access to Unit 2. Um, and ends yeah, up engaging a th- in a fight with... the Oh, yeah, I love that. That was. She knows all the cheat codes. It's like, much, yeah. I swear. So she gets in Unit 2. Uh, unfortunately, she does fail to defeat the Angel. And this is even after she initiated the uh what was it she like got in the unit and she was like input secret code the beast and it enters into like this special berserk mode or berserker mode uh, removing all of the unit's limiters and after all that she still fails to stop the 10th angel and then ray decides to pilot her unit zero um and despite its arms still being considered barely functional, she manages to <laughs> carry a whole n mine armed missile and decides to ram it into the Angel's AT field and pushing it into the AT field. Now, at this point, I'm shocked this thing hasn't gone off yet, just that it hasn't ignited at all. Yeah. And so she ends up, I think, getting some help with Unit 2 as backup to, like, help push this N2-armed missile into breaching the Angel's AT field and damaging it somehow. And then they actually do finally breach the AT field, and the N2 mine goes off and it hits the Angel, but it emerges undamaged, essentially, from the blast, and then it proceeds to straight-up eat Unit 0 from, like, the head down to the waist.
0: Yeah, that's weird.
1: With Ray still inside, and I was like, oh my god. (laughs) yeah did they just kill Ray after we just thought we just lost Asuka now they're gonna kill the original Ray I was like come on
0: kill all the characters
1: honestly depressing shit just keeps happening (laughs) meanwhile all of Shinji's friends have evacuated these various uh, outposts that they're supposed to go to in order to like hunker down and stay at when shit hits the fan and Shinji's just kind of over at that station somewhere
0: shit uh, shit's going hit the fan
1: yeah so Mari ends up at some point I guess in her unit she ends up crashing into some buildings and Shinji just happens to be in one of these big things. <laughs> and she's in the damage unit too and she's like hey at the very least you know nerves puppy like hey I can take you to safety and she always gives him that nickname of was it like puppy or puppy dog boy puppy boy something like that or puppy or (laughs) doggy and she calls Asuka princess so she offers to take Shinji to safety and after witnessing the destruction essentially of the unit zero and it being eaten by the tenth angel Shinji decides to once again (laughs) reluctantly return and pilot unit one one more time and uh I think it's around this point that Misato and. Uh,
0: Things like this are why I don't
1: like shit. Ritsko, they've all managed to. The big Nerve players that play a part later on, they all managed to show up into the geo front of Nerve HQ as all this is going down. And. Um, in the attempt to push the Angel out of Nerve HQ with Shinji in the Unit 1 trying to do so to get it out of there. Um, Unfortunately, Unit 1 ends up running out of battery power, and so Shinji decides, well, I still want to save Ray, and he essentially, in his heightened emotional state at this point, ends up returning the Unit 1 into a sort of berserker mode in order to defeat the Angel, all while trying to make a sort of mental connection with the Angel in order to save Rey. So that's kind of what ends up happening there. Um, and so, all of a sudden, you know, there's this big fight and all of a sudden the arm that Unit 1 had lost during the scuffle between it and the 10th Angel suddenly grows back, but it grows back into this, like, rainbow isque, like, refracting light and colors kind yeah. of arm. And then we so start pretty- to see a kind of Yeah, we start to see it levitate, and this is once again just gorgeous animation. Yeah, it is. But yeah, so we basically see uh, Shinji and Unit 1 essentially fusing almost into one being, um, combining with the angel's spattered core, uh, which somehow takes the form of a sort of giant ray.
0: Yeah, Evangelion's weird.
1: And it's... Some kind of a being that's described as being close to godhood, essentially divinity. Yeah, and uh, this is when I think Ritzko said the third impact's about to occur because now we actually see the Evangelion Unit One turning into a sort of being of light, a yeah. an atom or a vessel of the atom. One of the two. Essentially, it's an Evangelion unit becoming an atom. It's becoming this entirely new creature, which I guess is. A trigger needed for a potential impact in the series of impacts, and so this ends up triggering the later on. It's referred to as the near third impact. And while all this is going on, so Shinji is basically manifesting his own psyche. Is the best way I think of to describe it. Basically, like his own spirit within his own body, his own will, as manifested into this sort of pseudo space that exists somewhere between space and time, and Laws of physics, not... can not really explain to you how it all works. Basically, he's in this other dimension... With the help of the Evangelion unit... And its newfound abilities... Because now, Evangelion unit 1 is officially awakened. And, uh... Yeah, he gets to this point where he basically has to... Push this, like... Physical manifestation of his will and his soul... Through this, sort of like, blue... Barrier to get to what he sees is... I guess it's like the soul... Of the original Rey. And I think so the original. Know, some, somehow had a soul. Whereas. The other clones down the line just didn't. And so he's like. Pushing his own soul through this sort of weird. Dimensional space. And he manages to get a hold of her. And then he pulls her back in. And out of there. And you think oh my god. He just rescued Rey from. the Being sucked into this core of this tenth angel. And that he's going to save her. So then Misato's like, Yes, that's it, Shinji! Make your wish come true! Acting like she's in support of the guy now, all of a sudden. Meanwhile, Gendo and Fuyutsuki are like, Ah, yes, all according to plan. You can't tell me you planned that. You can't possibly tell me you planned that. But whatever.
0: I mean... Plot armor, I guess. I suppose he could've.
1: They say it's the result that they could... That they had hoped for. Meanwhile, Kaji mentioned something about Zella not being happy with that occurring before all the other Gillen units are ready. Yeah. And then later on, after the credits start to roll, uh, the third impact, or I guess in this point, the near third impact, it's essentially the third impact is halted because we now see this Spear of Cassius, the Spear of Hope, comes falling from the sky and ends up impaling Unit 1 well, it's mid. I'm not sure what you'd call it, like an osis of some sort. Okay, That's and so describe it. It I yeah, it's, describe
0: it better, to be honest.
1: It it pierces the mech and prevents it from turning into an energy being. Pierces unit one, and so it kind of like shuts everything down at that point. And this is after Shinji and Rei have fully embraced. It's like I saved her, essentially, and we all think he's saved her. And then we see that what through the Lance was the Evangelion unit Mark 6 with, a uh, Kaoru Nagisa inside of it. And you just see it kind of, like, slowly descending downward into the geofront. And Kaoru is revealed to be the pilot. And he says something like, uh, the third child. It's some kind of, like, a monologue that he goes on about. And he says something about Shinji. This time I'll make sure you're happy. Yeah, And, uh... So that all happens, and then that kind of leads into the next film,
0: which will probably have to be next time. Next time, because we are already at an hour in. Damn. Which is uh, <laughs> hey, if it's oh, yeah. a four-part episode, then it is. Um, you just have to choose a really long one, didn't you? Yeah. Movies, think... movies will be limited to two in a series now. <laughs> <laughs> but we need to finish it you know uh, yeah so yep that's the end of Evangelion <laughs> 2.0 Um, you cannot advance and then next week will be Evangelion 3.3 3.0 3, 3. it goes by both it, uh, you Yeah. you cannot redo and you know these names really actually make sense when you think about it
1: yeah, yeah. Um, it, the, the more I see it, because I will say this too, I do feel like the series itself does require multiple viewings.
0: Yeah. That's fair. Um, I guess we'll just have to do this in four parts. Um, so yeah. long. Oh well. Um, Next week we will be doing a News episode, because I'm going back yeah. and forth with these, and I'm it's how it should be. I realized um, that's a good call. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get behind. Um, no. See, <laughs> so yeah, next week we'll be, we will do a um, news episode, and then we'll continue on with the review after that. Um, once we are done with the review, we will be doing a special episode. Um, I think we're going to add this type of discussion debate kind of episode where there's basically a subject being like an anime. Um, in this case, it'll be Naruto. Heck yeah. Um, but we'll have more details about it when we get closer. I'll explain more about what the episode will be like a week or two before we do it. So uh, that, that, That's a few weeks away. We, we've got time. Before that happens, got to get through this review and some more news. So probably four episodes left before we do that. Three or four. Oh, yeah. So that'll be fun. I'll I'm going to enjoy that episode a lot. Yeah. Uh, As for now, thank you for listening to our review of Evangelion 2.0. Next time we will do the third movie and hopefully Colton will join us. So thank you. Stay wee